to Rams Camp 22 from UC Irvine, the home of your reigning Super Bowl champion, Los Angeles Rams. My name is JB Long, and let's call this a new season of Between the Horns. We're excited about the newest member of our team. We'll introduce Ricky at greater length momentarily, but quickly, great to have you. As we go down the road, let's start with Andrew Siciliano, who you know from NFL Network, uh, from Red Zone, and the preseason television voice of the Los Angeles Rams. Andrew, good to see you. JB, it is great to see you. And 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 you. Oh, and me and too. You. Oh, yes. thank you very and, much. And Ricky. It starts well. already. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, DeMarco Farr is really a champion at every level now. Champion as a broadcaster, a champion with the Rams as a player in college with the Washington Huskies. I'm sure you were a state champion in high school, high school. and peewee. And, and a World Bowl as a coach. And a World Bowl. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Come on. It's fun stuff. Champion in life. How's the World Bowl ring? World Bowl. Really cool. Small, though. Not real, but very cool. <laughs> uh, one thing you are not as expert in, neither am I nor Andrew, is podcasting. And we are thrilled to have Ricky Hollywood, who has more combined experience than uh, the three of us. Uh, she is an all-star. She's got a fascinating background, and she is the newest member of our Rams media team. So, Erica Tamposi, welcome back to Rams Camp. Thank you, guys. This is so awesome to be here. Super excited to be part of this Rams squad and sitting up on a stage with you guys. I mean, this is awesome. This is the highlight of my day. Welcome to the Rambling. (laughs) Uh, How did this process come to be and why were you interested in joining the reigning world champions? I mean, who wouldn't be with this with this team? But the process is actually kind of simple. It it sort of started last year with some talks and with timing. It didn't end up working out. But like every, you know, situation in life, things that are meant to happen, find a way to to figure (laughs) themselves out. And so this year came back, especially after, you know, the the winning the Super Bowl. It was like, hey, you guys got room for for one more. I'm ready to jump on. And and then the rest is history. Do we count her as a rookie? I think so. Like you have to pick up dinner. No. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, okay, cool. cool, cool, good. DeMarco, you're actually stealing my thunder oh, my because God. among the topics we're going to talk about on this edition of Between the Horns... <laughs> you guys are all expensing <laughs> it to the same place. What does it matter? <laughs> we'll talk about the rookie that we are all most excited about Absolutely, Rams Camp 22, uh, a position group that fascinates us, a burning question for this month as we prepare for a new season. But before we get too far along, I did want to give each of you a chance to reflect on the Super Bowl season that was, in part because uh, clearly... Clearly, the head coach and the organization, the players have turned the page already, right? They have their Super Bowl rings, uh, and this gathering represents the start of a new chapter. No longer time to reflect on the previous one, but I don't want to slam that book on you all. So any reflections as we've gone through the last half of a year since the Rams uh, saw the confetti fall at SoFi Stadium? It feels like yesterday. It also feels like 100 years ago at the same time. I personally, and I think talking to a lot of people around here the last couple of days, I'm not the only one. I didn't go back and watch the game. Actually watch Super Bowl 56 until a week ago. What about wow. the halftime show? Um, the halftime show, I, I skipped over the halftime show. Okay. Wow. I, I, you were okay. there. You didn't watch right it there, that night? Yeah, yeah, I, got I was there. Yeah, like, yeah. same. But no, I didn't go home and watch it. I watched it right when I got home, like I wanted to see how it looked on, on TV, what people were talking about. That was the first thing I did. I don't know. I do remember going to NFL network the next morning. Cause I had to, I had to get in there early and we did a pre-tape with Sean McVay. And I remember it started with Sean, have you slept? Mm-hmm. Wow. And he said, no. And I said, I haven't either. I don't know that I slept that night and I'm mm. still trying to maybe work through that physically and mentally. 
Um, but just going back and watching the game and seeing the contributions from like Bryson Hopkins in the Super Bowl. I mean, think about it. And it, it's reminded me here watching here and, and this team, like there are going to be guys that are going to contribute this season that you never thought of sitting here. And I realize maybe Bryson's a bad example, but Kendall Blanton, Bryson Hopkins on the field in the Super Bowl, making plays on that final drive. Um, and as much as we talk about this team being top heavy, with Matthew Stafford and Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey and Bobby Wagner and so many stars, Cooper Cup and Allen Robinson. It's everyone else that had to contribute. Traven Howard with two huge plays, obviously, down the stretch to win that championship. That brings back all the warm feelings mm-hmm. for me. DeMarco, you've been through this before, right? You've tried to cross a summer having won a world championship. Yeah. What is this transition like? You know, it's weird. I was thinking about this on the way over, JB. It's different for, for my group to this group because my head coach retired and we tried to defend with a new head coach. So this is different with Sean McVay. But I did think, you know, being the hunted versus the hunter is is hard. Everybody, you get everybody's best shot. You're everybody's big game. So you don't get a chance to rest. But when I watch these guys practice, this doesn't look like a tired football team. Mm. This doesn't look like a football team that has that Super Bowl hangover. It looks like they're ready to try to defend this thing. And I think that all starts with, with Sean McVay. But I did what you did. I went back and watched the Super Bowl, just bits and pieces, not as long, but I, I watched it again. And I, this is no knock because Cooper Cup deserves everything that he's received. But how is Aaron Donald not your MVP? How is he not the, the SB winner? How is he not the, the greatest player, the greatest athlete on the planet? Because without him at the end of that game, the guys you mentioned, it doesn't matter. You know, you can't close out that game without him, but you know, just like you said, all the contributions that were made, but then your special players, your big guys stepping up in those big moments, getting it done. And, you know, seeing that when they got their rings and it was so funny looking through the VIP area and seeing everyone kind of, angled in with Aaron Donald in the middle. And I'm like, that's this team in a nutshell with Sean McVay talking about what it's like to be on this journey. But, you know, he is the guy and here you are with rings and you get a chance to defend. And here we are in training camp getting ready for it. So it's awesome. Your head coach retired. Dick Vermeil now going into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. We are glad that Sean McVay did not retire. We are glad that Aaron Donald did not retire. Uh, Erica, from the outside looking in and now stepping into this environment. In yeah. fact, I think your first week included a ring ceremony. It did. It did. Yes. What perspective do you care to lend? Well, I was like, thank you guys for throwing this party for me. It was so <laughs> nice. They had a red carpet and everything, which was awesome. But no, it was so cool to see this team because, you know, like you said, coming from the outside, you hear about different, you know, tropes like, you know, this team is in the best shape that they've been. And you hear all that stuff and some people buy in, some people don't. But to actually be a fly on the wall at that ring ceremony and see these guys come together and celebrate like all that went into it, it just gave me such an appreciation for the individuals like we've just been talking about on this team that make the team what a team is. And it's not just these superstars. It's everyone all holding them up from together as well. And to just be sort of on the sidelines to witness that from the inside, it was like a very vulnerable amazing moment to be a part of. No, I think back to being here a year ago, and I think at that time, we all felt that there was potential for the Rams to be the last team standing, right? Especially with the addition of Matthew Stafford. Um, but to be here again, I think back on how dumbfounded I would have been if you had told me that the path to hosting Super Bowl 56 at SoFi Stadium uh, would include Von Miller. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. would include Odell Beckham Jr. Sign OBJ hashtag, by the way. Um, <laughs> and then would ultimately include taking Eric Weddle out of retirement after yeah. two years uh, to play nearly every meaningful snap in the postseason. It's a reflection on just how early we are in the process of the 2022 Rams and how anxious we all are to get started. Uh, this is the first edition of Between the Horns. So much has changed throughout the offseason. One thing's still the same. We are presented by your Southern California Toyota dealers, and we are thankful for for their sponsorship and we invite you to training camp starting this weekend friday will be our first session open to the public the rams.com slash training camp is the place to go to claim your free access okay erica let's start with you on our next round uh, of questions here and it's really one burning question that i'm asking you going to ask you to ask and answer as you come into this training camp as you put eyes on this new edition of rams um, what stands out in your mind as the question they have to answer before they kick off against the buffalo bills this is maybe more me than necessarily the Rams having to answer it, but I'm curious how you guys feel about this too. And I'm going to give a sort of vague blanket question, but I, I, I have a lot of not concerns is, is the wrong word, but here, here's my question. Is Alan Robinson the real deal? He looks and, the part. Of course he does. But listen, yeah. when I say that, what I mean is he has, you know, we've, the Rams have dealt with players like this before with someone like OBJ with a narrative sort of surrounding them of being unhappy or being sort of in a tumultuous situation. So with Alan Robinson not being happy, you know, he had what he skipped five games, missed five games last season coming off of that. There was, he, you know, there's some lingering um, public, you know, gossip around that. And so far in camp, it's awesome to see him. He looks like he is totally being that guy, him and Matthew Stafford. I've seen them chatting about, you know, which was really cool to see them connect. Matthew's like, when I do this, you should do that. And you can tell that they're really working on their relationship, which is really cool to see. And coming from Chicago. So, you know, that goes without being said, this is a new team. This is a new organization completely and just how things are run. But will some of that rust, will some of that, you know, negativity, is that just going to be squashed? And this is a new, new moment. What I love, what I love about that question and answer is like, it's essentially, can he join the ranks of the truly elite in the national football league in terms of receiver? And he's going to do it in the context of being a number two. Right. 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 Because he's joining the reigning triple crown winner. Good spot. I mean, look, Cooper cup's going to see a lot of attention, you know, this. so you may get single covered outside of the numbers, which is right in his wheelhouse, but you would know better than me. Who's been thrown to him in Chicago? Nobody. Absolutely no one. <laughs> and, and obviously you said the professional quarterbacks who yeah. get paid, obviously. But you know I, what I mean? I, yeah. I, no, I, but yeah. you you make a great point because, and I wanted to go hat, um, tip of the hat to my colleague, our colleague at NFL Network, Kyle Brandt, when the OBJ thing w- was starting to boil over in Cleveland and the, you know, hashtag free OBJ and Justin Jefferson's wearing the t-shirt when they went to Minnesota and all that. Kyle went on TV and I think made a great point. It's like, hey, listen, I get it with OBJ, but you know, what makes him so different <laughs> Um, why isn't there a free Allen Robinson campaign in Chicago? Why isn't there a free DJ Moore campaign, a free Terry McLaurin campaign? Um, he kept his mouth shut and he played through some pretty bad quarterback play there in Chicago. I think he's going to be unlocked here. Um, I think he's going to be amazing. Um, I think the fact that that Stafford and, and Cooper Cup, you know, went to Sean and said, go get us that guy. And it worked out when Vaughn turned the contract down. The money's there. They can give it to Allen Robinson. It worked out. And I, I think it's going to be great. It kind of helped the sting of not having Robert Woods because he was the thumper. You might actually have gotten better at receiver with Matthew Stafford. You have a chance to grow with that guy. And like you said, with Cooper Cup, it's going to be 
it's going to be a different offense, a little bit. But I think Allen Robinson, I think it was held back by his quarterback. That won't be the case here. So we'll see the best he has to offer, hopefully, if he stays healthy. Defari Tias then with another question and your best answer for Rams Camp 2022. You know, uh, well, I'm always going to look at the line first and uh, offensive line in particular, not necessarily left tackle. I think Joseph Noteboom is going to be fine out there. He's athletic. This is a very offensive line friendly offense. You know this. A lot of the a lot of the time the misdirection blocks the guy for you. All you have to do is wheel him. I think Andrew Whitworth was the best at blocking too. Blocking his man and and then going to get someone else. That helps being an athlete. So I think Boom is going to be there, but you know, your right guard is your fence post of the offense. If your right guard is getting walked back, it's hard to run the football. If your walk your right guard is getting beat off the snap, in the passing game, that's to the front side of the quarterback. That just blows everything up. So, you know, I wonder who's going to man that spot. Coleman Shelton, do you think he can hold on to that spot for right now? When does Logan Bruss get ready? Uh, he definitely looks the part. Big thighs, definitely. no neck. He's got a scowl on his face. I love that about right guards. <laughs> but uh, until you get that, and that's your tough guy of, uh, on the offensive line, but until you get that guy solidified, I'll have some concerns about the offensive line. But you've got Havenstein out there, who is now the gray beard, and Brian Allen is a Super Bowl winning center. Hmm. That will also help out whoever plays there. But until that spot is solidified, I'll have some concerns there. Andrew Whitworth, a steady presence during this offseason program here in Irvine with the Rams again today. Andrew, burning question in your mind? Can I be really boring? That should yeah. be easy, okay. Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> Bam! The layup sets you up there. I'd be disappointed if you didn't take it. Punter. Uh, um, you got b- big, big shoes to fill there in Johnny Hecker. Um, I know you and I were talking about this before watching practice. Um, I know it's not the sexiest position battle here, but it is one of the very few position battles that we actually do have on this team. Um, and you have Dicker, Cameron Dicker, and you have Riley Dixon, who's the veteran. I think it comes down to holding. You and I were talking about this before sure. as well. Um, big shoes to fill. Um, one of the most beloved players on the roster, obviously, who has now moved on to Carolina. Um, it's it's one of, I know, looking ahead to the preseason here and in the preseason broadcast, there's only so many position battles we could talk about. You right. took right guard. No doubt. That's the <laughs> big one. Yeah. I mean, the other one, other than maybe figuring out the secondary with so many young guys back there, is who's going to punt? Mm-hmm. Yeah, second summer in a row, you're going to be dealing with a punting competition for the Rams uh, during those three television broadcasts. Uh, Mine is depth at corner. I think we know who the top three are, and we can touch on them as we go here. But do the Rams have the depth and the answers at corner to contend with the best passing attacks in the National Football League? We've spent a lot of time this offseason talking about how difficult the Rams' schedule is going to be. And and one recent iteration of that was... um, the Athletics Quarterback Tears mm. article that came out this week. What did you think of that? Um, uh, probably a, a, another conversation for another podcast, <laughs> but <laughs> I, w- I was actually fine with where they put Stanford, but uh, with Stafford, but let's go through that another time. My, my point in saying that was, if you look at their first five, they'll all face the Rams this year, mm-hmm. the top five quarterbacks in the league. I think Burrow was six, Stafford was seven, and then Russell Wilson, also on the Rams schedule come Christmas, was eight. So the the Rams in the cornerback position, losing Darius Williams to free agency, who plays opposite Jalen Ramsey, who was the best corner in football last year, is a burning question in my estimation. And I do think there are some great options there. There's a chance that I think the addition, the re-addition of Troy Hill proves to be the most important draft day, draft weekend choice the Rams made during this cycle because of the impact he can have on this team. Um, I'm thrilled with Robert Rochelle's potential. I think he was right there threatening to lock down a starting job at a couple of junctures last season didn't happen for him. Maybe it will this year. And when you talk to Rams on this roster, one common pick for a breakout star for this team is David Long Jr. 
Um, so before we even get to the the new additions to that room, I, I do think there are some great some great options there. Speaking of rooms, our, our next topic, uh, and Eric, I'll come back to you, is if you could only watch one position group over the next couple of weeks here in Irvine, which position group are you most fascinated by preparing for a new season? Well, I can't say all of them, and I'll take I'll take Demarco's uh, lane here. I am the least experienced when it comes to the O line, <laughs> and I think that. Um, my ideal male body type is like you said, big men with no necks. So I'm going to stay over there and sort of figure out that. But I think it's so interesting to see Coleman moving around and how they're, they're Sean's using Logan Bruss already and how he's sort of been switching, playing different, different areas. And to me, that is really kind of fascinating and something that I would like to dig into more. Can we get you off of defensive line for like, I think every time we've asked you this question every summer, it's been your defensive line. Actually this year it is. Okay, Uh, I'm so intrigued by linebacker because Bobby Wagner's here. Bobby Mm -hmm. Wagner is, they keep calling him old. And every time I look at the stat sheet, didn't he finish third in tackles Mm -hmm. like 170 tackles, almost a hundred unassisted. So he's getting to the football. And from what I watched today, he's an every down linebacker, which means you don't pull him out in the passing game. But what intrigued me was watching him at Mike. This is certain situations versus certain teams like San Francisco. Watching him at middle linebacker and Ernest Jones be your weak side, your whip, your run and hit guy. That's scary. That's how you build a pro bowler. Mm-hmm. You cover them all up. Bobby Wagner plugs holes and you let the free hitter go to the football, which is what Ernest Jones does anyway. So that is very, very intriguing. And I love the way they're lining guys up and barking orders at guys and everybody's is getting lined up properly. So that is my new favorite group to watch outside of the D line. That was my answer as well. It's been fun to watch those kind of mentor and mentee work together with Wagner and Jones. Uh, Sean McVay said yesterday that in his now what six camps, this is as far along in terms of installation alignment and assignment as the Rams have ever been. I have to think that Wagner plays a huge role in that. Does he not? I haven't seen a double whistle or any coach yelling about we blew a uh, alignment, assignment, adjustment mm-hmm. in training camp for one day. I'm mean, usually everybody messes up, but with those guys calling signals, getting you lined up, that's just too much experience, especially for a guy who was the starter and then moving into Bobby Wagner. So what a great addition. He doesn't look old to me at all when you watch him on tape. And you think about how the Rams have won on defense going back to Wade Phillips and then Brandon Staley and now Raheem Morris. I- I've been kind of tap dancing around a way to say this that doesn't disparage those who came before it inside linebacker, but it's it's been a position the Rams have not invested in in this way. Now you have two standing there in the middle of their defense, one that they drafted with the intention of being that Darius Leonard guy, right? And another future Hall of Famer who just happened to come free from a division rival. My point is the Rams have won on defense not in spite of their off-ball linebacker position, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but now can they really win because of their off-ball linebacker, you had to position. hide it and protect it. I was, I went back since Corey Littleton. I think Micah Kaiza opened as as the mm-hmm. starter, and then it was who was last year? Troy Reader, Troy Reader, Kenny Tro- Young, Kenny Young they, opened had some as a great starter. moments. Believe me, they they all shined at times. Yeah, but. it's it's hard for me to take my eyes off the D line, especially when ninety nine is out, out there. But this is different this year with these with these two guys. And you're not giving the greet and dot to a safety. You're giving it to a Hall of Famer and Bobby Wagner at Mike. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, it's mm-hmm. back to where it should be. Yeah, it's hard for safeties to come up. Well, there's some good years there when Weddle had it. Sure. Fuller, I think, could do it again, certainly. Yeah, but stay back there. Let the Mm -hmm. linebackers call it. (laughs) Uh, But just to land where we finish, when they signed Wagner, you and I, I think, thought similarly. This is a solution to San Francisco, no matter who they start at quarterback. Boom. Yes, try to run it now. Absolutely. Because who's had more success against them? 
than in them in Seattle. Absolutely. Position group, Andrew? I'm going to piggyback off what you said with depth at corner. Um, just the secondary in general, when you're drafting two safeties or a couple of corners seemingly every year, you got a lot of youth back there, but you got a log jam. You got a numbers game. And I, I, I don't know how that numbers game is going to play out when you get to the final countdown after the game in Cincinnati or the final cutdown. Uh, but Darren Kendrick's out here making plays every day. Made two more in the red zone today. Uh, they got the defense running into the end zone to celebrate and congratulate him. Um, that's a guy that started at Clemson as a freshman. It's a guy that played on the biggest of stages at Georgia as well. I don't care that he's a seventh round pick. Um, that guy can play. Um, and you got Jacoby Durant playing inside as well. Obviously, he's a lock to make the roster um, considering where he was picked this year. Uh, there's a lot of youth and a lot of youth or a lot of young veterans mm-hmm. at safety as well, where you have to try to figure out how many you keep and where those bodies go. That to me is fascinating just to see the numbers game on the back end. Uh, Kendrick or DK as he's already become known to his teammates already has the uh, Jalen Ramsey endorsement. And you talk about championship pedigree four prep state titles, uh, four years of college football playoff experience, two national title teams, Clemson and Georgia. The reputation on him is that he fell because he's a step slow for his position well he's physically ready now and and i think his training camp experience may prove to be similar to the one that jordan fuller had a couple years ago remember taylor rapp Mm -hmm. uh, came through that summer injured and there were all these free opportunities with the number one defense and fuller just took that and ran with it now i'm not saying kendrick is going to beat out the other options and start as one of the two or three corners against the buffalo bills but i think he has those reps right now while ramsey is largely holding a play sheet and mentoring he's not your average seventh round pick yeah all right so let's use that to transition out to rookies we're most excited about as we wind down this uh, season debut uh, between the horns. Uh, Andrew, DeMarco, JB, and Erica. Hope you're uh, watching on YouTube and or listening on whatever podcast platform uh, you prefer. Uh, a rookie that has caught your eye, Ricky Hollywood. Okay. I just feel for rookies. Like they have a soft <laughs> spot in my heart and I just like want to just take them all out to dinner. Not you guys. Um, because I just, you said I had to pay for it. I'm going to make <laughs> them pay for it, you know, but I, I just, I, you, you see these young guys that their dreams come true and they make it into the league and then they're, they're at a training camp and it's just so it's, it's so inspiring. But that being said, you can kind of tell when, when some guys are, are that guy and some guys are sort of a little bit timid and they're not really ready to put their foot out there. Um, I've been interested in Daniel Hardy. And I think that it's interesting that he got most of his production in college. And I'm not a huge college ball uh, tape dog, if you will. But he, he got a lot of his production from special teams. And they've been sort of using him in that way during training camp. So sort of interesting to see where he'll fall. And he's he seems pretty fast. And I've just been sort of kind of keeping my eye on him so far. Uh, that's Big Sky Tape Dog, Erica tape Dog. Yeah, 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 yeah. All 22, baby. Big up, like Big that. Sky. Yeah. <laughs> Are the rookies? Rookies? Other rookies? Um, I mean, Kendrick's made plays yeah. seemingly every day. Uh, I mean, really, it's it's the top and it's the bottom. So it's Kendrick there in the seventh round and Daniel Hardy as well. Curious to see if he could make some of that Chris Garrett impact we saw in the preseason last year where he's getting off the edge and getting sacks against fourth string tackles. That would be great. That's great for the preseason TV broadcast on ABC7, of course. Um, <laughs> solid plug. Uh, solid plug right there. Um, but, I mean, Logan Bruss, to your point, is yeah. the guy that yeah. – Look, it could be Coleman Shelton, but is the one that you could potentially circle as saying he is a starter. He has the clearest lane right now to be a starter, and he plays such an integral part, a huge role if he is starting at right guard. 
um, next to Brian Allen. So he's the one that I would love to see get some legit game reps in the preseason. I don't know how Sean's going to play that as you know, he, he despises putting those guys out there, but He's got to get those reps somewhere. He reminds me of Ethan Posick. Remember that guy? Mm. He looks like, you know, like one of the strong men. And at some point... Posick was like seven foot tall, though. Yeah, but I mean, just that athletic yeah. build. He's strong, and he's going to build into the spot. So eventually, he's going to be that guy, hopefully, if he stays healthy. So uh, back to the D-line, there's a guy from that hotbed of football, Rice. Uh, Elijah Garcia. I keep hearing more and more about Elijah Garcia. Look out for this guy. Uh, he, he's better than what his draft status was, and he's very, very active, and everything they said about him is true. And there's going to be reps out there available for that backup defensive tackle spot, that swing defensive end back into the inside. Who's going to back up Aaron? Who's going to back up Greg Gaines? Who's going to back up Ashawn? Uh, yet to be determined. So I love his motor. I love his body type. And I just love the fact that he's out here learning from the best right now. So watch out for Elijah Garcia. Someone undrafted is going to make this roster, right? Yeah. That's what's awesome about this time of year and the month ahead. It happens every summer. Someone who was not picked on that draft weekend ends up making the first 53. And to that point, I tried to go you know, deep into the uh, the roster here and find someone who was undrafted who I think might have an inside track uh, to make this team. Shot in the dark, don't have any inside information, but I'm going uh, inside linebacker Jacob Hummel, who did just about everything for Iowa State. And we were talking about position groups to watch. I almost went like way too broad and generic and just said special teams in general. That's kind of the catch-all. Because if you watch closely, Joe D. Camillus will kind of tell you, right, who who's done well enough to earn his trust oh, yeah. and maybe earn a role on the back end of this roster. Like if you're running with the number one punt team or the number one kick return team, you can kind of glean some answers. Can you not demarcate during good. training camp? That's good. Okay. So I, that means I, you've earned a job. I, yeah. I like where Jacob Hummel is lining up. Let's just say that. And also knowing that Traven Howard is not currently on the field and that behind those two inside linebackers we mentioned, the Rams may need some additional options to go with veterans like, uh, like a Rose Boom. Uh, maybe keep an eye on Jacob Hummel while Andrew is calling these did, preseason. Did you say games. Iowa State? Mm-hmm. Can you get to Ames, Iowa from here? I've lived in Iowa. One, pl- one plane ride. Okay. You, is direct? It can you fly to Ames direct? <laughs> no, you cannot. More importantly, <laughs> you can get from Iowa to Los Angeles. To Los Angeles. No, yes, okay. Yes. <laughs> no, we, we can get there on your private jet. Oh, her <laughs> yes. private jet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The rookie. Yeah. yeah, I got it. I got it, guys. Don't worry. Uh, for the favorite for uh, Rams Rookie of the Year here in 2022, Ricky Hollywood, for Andrew Siciliano, for DeMarco Farr, I'm JB Lung. Thank you as always to our SoCal Toyota dealers for sponsoring this edition of Between the Horns. Looking forward to an amazing training camp. You can join us at the Rams.com slash training camp here at UC Irvine.